0: The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. You're listening
1: to the Underdog Sports NBA show with hosts Tyler Laurie and Zandrick Ellison. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Tune in every week as Tyler and Zan recaps the biggest storylines and news in the NBA. Welcome to episode 127 of the Underdog Sports NBA show. I am Tyler Laurie, and I am joined as always by my co-host out in LA, Zandrick Ellison. Zan, how are you today?
0: Good. I like your energy. You're coming in fired (laughs) up for the offseason.
1: I'm so fired up because we have news. We know that as Woj tweeted, I believe he tweeted it after midnight. I don't know when these guys sleep, man, but we know that NBA Free Agency will be starting November 20th. uh, So I guess... They haven't said anything about the moratorium, but I'm assuming that means the moratorium will be probably like November 15th, November 16th. So right before the draft, teams can start to uh, negotiate. And then November 20th, free agency starts. And then tentatively, Zan, December 1st, training camp opens. And then opening night in the NBA, opening day, whatever, December 22nd. So it seems like all of that is hammered down. And that means the off season. Remember last year, like, we had all these shows about, like, division previews and everything because the off-season seems so long? Well, now we get, like, a two-month off-season, <laughs> so it's pretty exciting, I Well, think.
0: We, we planned ahead. I mean, it, we like, we're like a bear hibernating for the winter because we did a lot of draft stuff in between the hiatus. Um, free agency, we haven't talked a lot, so we'll do that today. But uh, my big question for you is this, like, because it's such an abbreviated process, we're so used to, or we've gotten so used to, like, major storylines, you know, Kawhi's on the Clippers now or Chris Paul gets traded. Like, do you anticipate a quiet offseason in that regard? Or do you think there will still be major shakeups?
1: You know, I don't know the answer because I think we are still waiting to see what happens with the salary cap and everything like that. Right. Like we're still kind of waiting to see. I I I've heard from some people I know that work in the league, like they're not expecting to have fans, maybe like Dallas, will have a couple fans, but because the arenas are not open, I think it's going to be a little bit of a tougher. So, so, you know, plus with like, you know, whatever happens with the election, I'm assuming Joe Biden is our next president, but I would imagine like there's some chance that there are some different rules and legislation in and who knows if this Pfizer vaccine, I think there's a lot of moving parts and is, is my point, like there's a lot of moving parts. So I would expect teams to be more conservative this time around in the offseason than, say, maybe two years ago or three years ago, right? Because I, I just think, like, we're not going to see anyone really opt out of the CBA. We'll see Anthony Davis sign a Supermax. The Bucks said they seem pretty confident in Giannis Aksakumpo signing a Supermax. But other than that, like, I think we're going to see some deals that look weird to us, right? Like, I, I don't think we're going to see a lot of the, like, 475s, 485s right. to, like, your standard, you know, Danilo Gallinari's or Fred Van Vliet's. Like, I think there's going to be a slower free agency Market in terms of what offers look like because I think guys are a little bit nervous to spend because I don't think they know what the next couple of years look like right now at least.
0: Okay, and unfortunately, I agree with you because and unfortunately, you can't bet that right. Um, no, so Bovada bet, like, Sportsbook,
1: money. Bovada Sportsbook has a ton of like awesome NBA futures right now about like. Who's gonna play where? And we'll talk about a couple of them as we go on. But like we joked about the Anthony Davis one, but they have like 45 free agency props, and I think it's a, a pretty fun, you know, because things are gonna happen really quickly. So instead of like betting on something in June and and not seeing it bear out till August, like you could go on there today and and check out Bovada and look at 45 props of 44 NBA futures on where guys are going to play in the next year and that's pretty cool do they
0: have trade props because I had like I was gonna I have like two I don't think we're gonna get major moves you know well
1: there's no there's no like trade props in the sense of like will so-and-so get traded but like for example right now on Bovada where will Drew Holiday play next year
0: that's a great one because I was thinking I was thinking, you know, I think the major candidates, like where there's smoke, there's fire. There's a lot of talk about Drew Holiday getting traded. I don't really understand it, to be honest, because I think New Orleans could be in the playoffs next year. So I'm not sure why, but um, give me the top ones, because I think staying put is not out of the question.
1: Oh, for Drew Holiday? Okay, yeah. so I just rolled away from it like a dummy. All right, Drew Holiday, where... Actually, there's another funny one I want to talk about. So, Drew Holiday, plus 200 for the Pelicans. Uh, Brooklyn, plus 350. That's makes some sense, I guess. Pacers, plus 550. Golden State, plus 600. Denver, plus 600. Miami, plus 900. Dallas, plus 1,200. Atlanta, plus 1,200. And I think you know those are kind of interesting in the sense that, like, I don't know that there's any rhyme or reason behind those, but, like, Golden State has some pretty intriguing trade opportunities.
0: So you're like, saying New Orleans, just staying in New Orleans is plus 200. Plus 200, yeah. There's nothing that's a favorite right now. See, I would go with that just because I know they want to trade him, but you know, people shop people all the time. If you're not getting a good offer, and he has a big contract, twenty five million, so you have to match it. I don't really. I know. I don't know. I I would bet that way. I think it's more of like a fifty fifty thing. So. How
1: about th- how about this one? Where will the Toronto Raptors play next year? <laughs>
0: So like cuz they're not allowed cuz of covid or something Yeah, like right
1: now they won't be able to play in Toronto. They'll have to play in the United States. And uh, I think it's kind of funny because there are some interesting candidates on here, but I would have assumed Buffalo, right? Because Buffalo is where the Blue Jays played. And so it like makes total sense. Buffalo's a pretty good sports town. But actually Buffalo's plus 500. That's only the third favorite. Can you guess the first two? One of them is Toronto. Toronto's the second favorite for like where will they play next year? I
0: heard something about Seattle. Is that in there?
1: No, Seattle is not in there. Pretty far away. Seattle is not one of the choices on Nevada.
0: Um, Wuhan? Yeah,
1: not Wuhan. My old hometown, Nashville, Tennessee, plus 225. Then Tampa Bay plus 650. Jersey plus 650. Kansas City plus 700, Syracuse plus 900. That makes some sense. That makes a lot of sense. And then Louisville plus 1,400. And then, like I said, Buffalo's plus 500 in Toronto. i so if you're saying like
0: Toronto, yeah. let's say you're OGN newbie, New Bay. And you probably – do you live in Toronto in the offseason? I don't know.
1: Well, I know – like, for example – okay, so I know, for example, Kyle Lowry has a house in Toronto and also has a place in Philly. You know what I mean? Like, he stays so in So, like, firm. what do you
0: do? Like, if you're playing in – Nashville for a whole year like do you just move to Nashville for the you year you get an apartment hmm.
1: the team will probably yeah, I cover. think
0: that's hard to do I that's why I think Buffalo and, and Syracuse make sense or anywhere in close by it's so. actually
1: and it's an interesting thing for Toronto right because this is this is going on in baseball and I know we get crushed every time we bring up another sport but so in baseball the Blue Jays are like one team that is able to really spend this offseason because they haven't been hit as hard by coronavirus as the United States has in terms of like businesses. And so what's going to be interesting with the Raptors is like, maybe they get Fred Van Vliet on a better deal than we would have originally thought because other teams don't want to give Freddie 50 million, but like they're actually doing okay because the Raptors aren't, haven't been hurt quite as much by like the revenues, like the Rogers group and whatnot. And I, I think like, that's kind of interesting to think about. And then also for players playing in Canada stinks, right? Cause their tax rate is so high. But if you're playing all your games in the United States, like guys on the Raptors might make a couple million dollars extra this year because the tax rate in, like, let's say Buffalo is going to be less than it is in Canada. I think that's actually a nerdy, interesting storyline. No, that Steven. is interesting.
0: Um, and that's one of the big storylines, too, is, you know, we were looking up the top three agents. Yes. And like Fred Van Vliet oddly is like the big name that's most likely to move, which tells you something about the free agency class. Cause you presume Anthony Davis is staying, you presume the Pelicans will match for Brandon Ingram. And so guys like that, you've already mentioned Fred Van Vliet or Danilo Gallinari. I saw he's on that site as well. Like that's the kind of level of free agent we're going to see. Like a guy who's probably like the third best player on a team. I
1: mean, John Hollinger on The Athletic has like Shabazz Napier as like the fourth best point guard on the market, which is insane to think about. Like Baz was like two years ago was like close to being out of the league. Right. And now like, that's a guy that people are going to compete for. I I would say this, like just kind of going back to like, are we going to see big moves? This doesn't seem like an off season where a free agent is going to swing anything that happens, right? Like it's no, and I, I understand I understand like Anthony Davis was traded to the Lakers, but like two years ago LeBron led to the Lakers and it was like a huge deal. Kawhi and Paul George, like last year, like huge deal. I mean, this year, in all honesty, like the only guy on the market that I really think like has a chance to make a huge difference is if Danilo Gallinari goes to, there are a couple teams that you are like, can't, I mean,
0: you can't compare him to like Kevin Durant. No, no, no. But there
1: are a couple teams that have like, that I think are like one wing away from being super competitive. Right. Like I, I think I've, we've talked about this before with a team like Portland. Like we've talked about this with, you know, maybe a team like Philly, right. If they can improve themselves in one specific spot and Philly's probably not a good example now, but I just feel like there's not going to be a big signing where like, like this is going to be a classic thing, right? The media is going to talk about how amazing it is that like Fred Van Vliet signed in Minnesota. And in reality, it's not going to be that big of a deal, you know? And I'm not predicting that I'm just,
0: I You're just think in terms of wins of and losses.
1: You, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, these are good players, but you know, there's a chance that I think it's going to be what team can, can make a trade to get a better player. Right. Yeah, and I don't think definitely.
0: Like, well, like I like Fred Van Vliet. You do too. Like, let's say he's like Malcolm Brogdon from last year and he may get 20 million a year, but how much did Malcolm Brogdon help the Pacers versus like Darren Collison? Like maybe like a couple of wins, five wins at most, you know, like it's not game changers.
1: And there, there are some guys too, like, like Bogdan Bogdanovich is, I I would assume the Kings are going to match because they have treated Buddy healed really poorly. So like my guess is he's going to come back to Sacramento, but even so like a guy like that, or like, you know, D'Anthony Melton is a guy I like a lot, and, and he's more of like a glue guy. Davis Bertans, I think people are really excited about. But once you pay Davis Bertans like $20 million a year, are you really excited about him? No. Well, I mean, And I, he, I am. Like, he's
0: a good <laughs> player, but... Well, can I give you my predictions? The moves that I think will happen. You tell me if they're realistic. And if you have bigger moves, you know, it's like poker. You can, you can raise it. If you think you can predict bigger moves. I don't
1: think I have any big moves. Cause I think, Cause I think
0: you mentioned Oklahoma city. Maybe they'd lose Gallinari and why would they let Gallinari go? It's because look, they they were the fifth seed last year. They almost won the first round. I do think they're going to try to blow it up this offseason If they can, you know, trading Chris Paul to the Knicks, if they can, you know, maybe sign and trade with Gallinari. It's just like, they kind of peaked and you saw what the peak looks like. And, and it's time to like, you know, Cash in all those chips. Yeah, trade, build around. Picks.
1: Build around Lou Dort. If you're not, you know, you got a superstar. You <laughs> well, and also use you,
0: it. you know, Donovan's gone. They still haven't hired a coach. Although there's some strong rumors that they're hiring some guy who was coaching in Australia last year. I forgot his name. Um, but uh, apparently, he's quarantining like in Oklahoma who, City. Who That's are probably. we talking about? Look him up. He coached the Sydney Kings last. Oh,
1: year. Will Will Weaver.
0: Yeah, and I guess he's quarantining in Oklahoma City, and everyone's like why make a guy go to Oklahoma City and quarantine for two weeks if you're not actually going to hire him?
1: I should have kept in touch with Will Weaver. You know him? I knew Will pretty well before he worked with the 76ers. And then once he kind of got the job at the Sixers, like – I uh I should have kept should have kept in touch with him if I knew he was on his on pace to be an NBA head coach.
0: Well, it's, there's still time before before the news comes out. You can be oh, the an associate gonna, head coach everybody's going to oh.
1: talk. You know, it's funny he was working at Sam Houston State. Yeah, I'll make it a Will Weaver podcast. He was he was working at Sam Houston State and then his wife, is a doctor and she moved to Philly for like a fellowship or, you know, something like that, right? And so he took the year off and was just going around a bunch of practices. So I met him like when I was at Temple and we used to talk to, I talked to Will like a good bit. And then when Sam Hinkie got the job in Philly, Will and Sam are like pretty close. And so he brought Will in as like his video coordinator. And then from there, like he went from video coordinator, I think he was, and he was like the head coach of the Long Island Nets. Right. For a while. And then, he yeah, went to Sydney like they Kings. said he
0: won like G League coach of the year. He did, Yeah, right he then. did
1: win G League coach of the year, but he, w- he went to the Sydney Kings. And I guess now you're saying he's going to get hired in Oklahoma City or he's I, know, least, I don't
0: know. That was a rumor. So it'd be you know, pretty
1: it. it's a, to be honest with you, like it'd be a pretty impressive path from like what I know about Will. And like I think he's a good coach. and But I haven't followed him a ton in terms of like I knew where he was, but I haven't like watched his team's play. But like it pr- would
0: be a huge like dick move to bring a guy in for two weeks and make him sit around and say, oh, actually, we're going with, you know, Bernie Bickerstaff or something. (laughs) I don't know whoever the... Not Bernie Bickerstaff. He's not around anymore, is he?
1: JB Bickerstaff? Not
0: even JB. JB's booked too. Um, So we like that guy. So you're saying you're pro Will Weaver. If he gets the job and if he doesn't, then who cares?
1: (laughs) I like Will Weaver. Like I said, I don't... I think if you're getting... This is an interesting job, right? We talk about this a whole bunch. Like, we talk about, like... What coach wants to take this job? And it's like, well, there's always going to be somebody who wants a job. But like, if you take the Pelican or if you take the Thunder job right now, you know that they're going to try to move Chris Paul. They're not going to re sign Danielle Gallinari. They're probably going to try to move Dennis Schroeder, right? So.
0: Well, it kind of reminds you of, you know, Philly because Philly wasn't a terrible team before they tanked. No, correct.
1: They were like very middle of the road, right? Like, Sam had to trade Evan Turner and he traded. Drew Holiday on draft night, right, for the rights to Michael right. Carter-Williams. So,
0: like, And it's always easier to rebuild or commit to rebuild if you, if you know you have a star in the bag, like you're the Colts, and it's like, hey, we have the number one pick and Andrew Luck. Time for a rebuild. You know, like for Oklahoma City to not have a top 10 pick right now, um, it's going to be a hard year next year. If they do blow it up, they're going to be really bad. And so it's hard to put a coach through that unless he's like a young guy who wants to, you know, prove his chops.
1: Yeah, and I think like you know you, this was kind of the Brett Brown thing, right? Where I've long been a big fan of Brett Brown, but after a while, also
0: coached in Australia.
1: Correct, he did. But you know, it's like once you once you're Brett Brown and you've worked and worked and worked, and you haven't won a lot of games, like at a certain point, it's like, well, the team's good now, right? And you deserve some of that credit. But it's interesting. I didn't. I didn't even hear. I didn't hear that about Will at all because he was hiring a staff in Sydney like a month ago, right? I, I had somebody call me and ask me if like I could call will for him and i said no because i said like we don't have that type of relationship but it is funny that
0: and that's always so awkward when people ask you to do that um i so i do think oklahoma state that'll be a big move if they trade chris paul i think the other move i think you know we've heard a lot of rumors about i i would bet money i don't know if it's on belvada Oladipo, I think,'s done in India.
1: Let's see. I, I bet you that. I bet you we can get odds on that. Normally we talk about like what we yeah, would like them to put up, but I am I am almost positive that Bovada will have odds on that. Give me one second to scroll down yeah. the page. Well,
0: just my logic is, you know, it feels like a sea change for the perception of Oladipo. Like everyone I've been saying it for a couple of years. I think it was a little fluky, has one great year, and now I see. It seems like the consensus, I, you know, he's been injury prone and inconsistent since then. No, be no, afraid,
1: Victor Olad- no Victor Oladipo on here.
0: Nevada, come on, man.
1: How about where? How about where will Chris Paul play next year? What do you think? Oklahoma City is
0: the, the favorite at plus see, one fifty. I would go, I think it's the Knicks. I don't know if I would bet more than plus 300.
1: Okay, plus 350 for the Knicks. They're Hmm. third. Lakers plus 175, bucks. 850. Miami Heat plus 1,400. See, this is where this kind of like makes me laugh. Well, the
0: Lakers don't make any sense because they just don't have the salary to match unless he just gets, you know, bought out or something.
1: Yeah, they can't. There's no way they'll buy him out. There's no way they'll buy him out.
0: Because it's like $40 million or something. So I think Milwaukee makes sense and Miami does not.
1: How does Milwaukee do it, though?
0: I think they have to do – they'd have to do Bledsoe.
1: Yeah, but like what is that – But he only
0: makes like 15. What
1: does that do for Oklahoma City though? That's the other thing, right? Like there has to be – we've talked about this in the past. Like there has to be like reasonable – like if you're Oklahoma City, why would you just take like late – especially if Giannis resigns, there's no reason to think that Milwaukee's going to be picking less than 25th for the next five years. So like why would you do Bledsoe? like Dante DiVincenzo and like five yeah, first have, round picks. Like that doesn't make any sense.
0: For no, them. it doesn't. You have to be blood says about 17 million. George Hills, about 10. Ilisova seven. Yeah. Robin Lopez, maybe five. So you could maybe get there, but you're right. Like they just don't have anything that's to insane. really offer.
1: And like, that's the same thing with the Lakers. Like there's no way Oklahoma city wants Kyle Kuzma. Like the Lakers have zero other, like, what are they going to be like? Oh, Kyle or Alex Caruso. He's pretty good. How about these picks that we don't own? So like, how, how is that happening? like, that's why, like, I guess Miami does make sense because, like, there's always the Tyler Hero. Right now, like, he's probably the one guy, you know, for the longest time. It was like, oh
0: shit, it's just Alexander.
1: Like, this is great, but like, you probably can convince a lot of teams to make a deal for right now with you trading Tyler Hero, right? Yeah, like you, and, and, and
0: Miami is like, you always kind of scratch your head. You know, they had a breakout season, but you always like, what are they doing? Like, they always seem like they're a move ahead, and we've talked about it before. Extending Igudala, fifteen million this year, next probably year. a move.
1: Probably a move right. for it later. Yeah, it
0: has to be, and it's almost like you have to know something. So if you get Igudala and Tyler Hero together, that's about twenty million. You could throw in Kelly Olinick, that's thirteen million. So it's possible, yeah. and I think it makes more sense for Oladipo I, from Indiana's perspective. I think they would do Oladipo for Tyler Hero at this point. Yeah, I don't think
1: Miami would do that though. I, I don't think so, and I know you're saying like Oladipo is on the like. More than likely to be on the move, and I I wonder where he makes the most about, sense. I
0: think I think him in. If I'm Indiana, I'm trying to trade him. I just think you know you're you have a young coach. I don't think Oladipo the best player on a on a you know, conference final team. I hey, guess you wanted to say. be like you wanted to be like the third best player because he's yeah. going to be so no matter what if, about assume, him on like Denver.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. Why would Denver do that? Why wouldn't you just re-sign Jeremy Grant?
0: Well, I'm thinking you could. in Gary Harris, who some people think is still good, twenty million.
1: He, yeah, he had good defensive numbers. And I see Denver is another one we always talk about Denver. But like with Michael Porter showing that like he's got some real potential, and Gary Harris showing that he can like play defense a little bit. Like, what is there? This is insane to say, but like, do you need Victor Oladipo? Like, does he immediately like propel you to like a title contender? I mean, they were already in the Western Conference Finals. And
0: same with Miami. You know, why mix it up? But. I think these guys know their players, obviously, so if you're Miami and everyone's in love with Tyler Hero, you might think maybe his stock is a little high right now, this is a good time to move him. And if you're Denver and everyone's you know thinks Michael Porter Jr. is going to be healthy and you don't think he's going to be healthy, I would be scared if if, if Denver offered me Michael Porter Jr., I, I would be they're like, not wary trade of why they're No Atlanta.
1: chance they trade Michael
0: Porter Jr. What about
1: what about Atlanta? What about like Cam Reddish, John Collins, and a first round pick?
0: For who? Victor Oladipo?
1: Yeah. Hmm, they're too bad. Well, the problem is that like Atlanta's probably not going to extend. I mean, this will be interesting to see, but like, I don't know if Atlanta will extend John Collins. He's a restricted free agent. But like, you also need a young guy, and then they have a good first-round pick. And like Oladipo fills a lot of needs for Atlanta, at least. It's another big perimeter defender who can kind of hide Trey young. I think Atlanta makes some sense. I don't know if he wants to go there though. And I like, that's the other thing too. Like Oladipo is a good teammate. Like his teammates really like him. Like he's kind of, he was embraced in Indiana, which is like a pretty crazy basketball culture. I know it sounds like cliche to say, but like they love the Pacers and they love Victor Oladipo. So like, I just wonder again, there are some guys that I, you know, aside from like Drew Holiday fits everywhere, right? Like if you need a, a guy who can play defense, make an open shot, like, guard a bunch of perimeter players, also handle the ball. Like, you can trade Drew Holiday wherever. But, like, Oladipo is a little bit more of a difficult fit. I I just, like, there's a good part of me that thinks Miami doesn't get any better. But if you trade a hero straight up for Oladipo, Miami gets worse.
0: Yeah, because Oladipo with Jimmy Butler, defensively you like it. Offensively, little clash maybe. Um, But you're right to, like, mention some teams you're mentioning because, you know, you don't have to worry about matching if you have cap room. Right. Atlanta has a bunch next up is Detroit Charlotte Miami only has 80 million committed New York about 80 million New York, New Orleans about 80 million so those are the teams that don't have to match as hard um, but if you're a team like you know like the Lakers you have 120 million on the books like you can't just add Chris Paul without like, gutting and, and like a lot of your roster
1: you know and like one of the other problems Dana, is like there's not a lot of teams that are really close to being a title contender that have really good young players that like they would trade to get picks. better. You know, like right?
0: I, I see that so often, where fans are like, "We'll give them the twenty fifth pick." Like that doesn't matter. That no, I mean, it, like you're not basing franchise decisions around the twenty fifth pick.
1: You know, like a couple of years ago, right? I, I would say maybe, maybe three years ago, we were like, "Okay, Jamal Murray like has a chance to be pretty good, but Denver's not really good right now." So like Denver could have traded Jamal Murray for you know uh, somebody who is better right now. But it doesn't – like, again, if you look at the teams that were in the playoffs, like, Boston is no longer in a market to trade Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Like, they're competing with those guys, right? Miami doesn't want to trade Tyler Hero. They're competing with Tyler Hero. Bam is no longer on the trade block. And we heard a lot about Bam being on the trade block last last offseason. Like, Philly, for the longest time, it was like, ah, maybe they'll move some of these young guys. Like, they're not doing that anymore. And so I wonder, is it Phoenix? Like, is that the team that's like, hey, we'll get off, like, Kelly Oubre, we'll get off Aaron Baines, you know, then – put Oladipo next to Devin Booker with DeAndre Aiden. Like is that's the type of team I think you kinda gotta figure it out. Like Atlanta, like they are probably not ready to make the playoffs this coming year, but maybe in two years they are. So right. I, I think But
0: like, the scary part of Oladipo is he's gonna be a free agent. And maybe you trade for him and just play it out. But I think you would want an extension. So is he even worth 20 million a year
1: anymore? Yeah, I don't know. And and that's what we're saying. We were gonna talk we we were supposed to talk about free agency and like I just don't know that there's that many $20 million free agents out there right now. Like, I think Gallinari will probably get $20 million on a shorter deal.
0: Yeah, I don't even think so. I think I think you're right. I think there are, like, 15 to 20 million guys like Ven Fleet and Bogdanovich and Gallinari, maybe a short-term $15 million. But I think but like, people are hoarding their space for later.
1: Right, because 2021 is a big cap year. But, like, I, I saw someone, you know, like, I I can't imagine – I cannot imagine Joe Harris gets – 15 million a year i just can't see it right like nobody's giving joe harris 45 million dollars anymore it's just not happening so like christian wood i saw somebody say like he was in the market for like 60 million dollars like you're insane if you give even if you think christian wood is really good giving a guy like christian wood 20 million dollars a year like you're insane like you're just nuts like you 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 gotta pay for I, that's why i think like this year's pre-agency classes i feel bad for them right it feels like baseball when like Older guys just stopped getting paid and then younger guys just got lowballed like when they finally got to the market. And it's like, this is a weird situation because there's not that many good players. There's a lot of teams that are very, very strong from this year to next year. Like they're just going to stand pat. And so who's really trying to improve on the margins. And if you're improving on the margins, you're not spending $20 million. So like, is Indiana going to sign Fred Van Vliet because it's like, all right, well we have, or is Atlanta? Cause we have 20 million in cap space. Like, I don't know, man.
0: Well, I don't know. The, the one thing that works in their favor, if you're Fred Van Vliet or Bogdan Bogdanovich or whoever, it's like, you are the bell of the ball in this way. It's like, you're the prettiest girl in the trashy club. You know, it's like, you're not getting like Prince charming, but like you get your pick of the litter at least. And um, it's, they might be a feeding frenzy for Fred VanVleet. Like, I think it's possible he gets twenty million a year. I think he's the one guy who has a reputation now.
1: Oh, but if you're if you're saying that, then like Freddie, Danilo Gallinari, Bertans should all get pretty close to twenty million a year. I don't. Maybe think, by, I Don, think maybe Bertans are
0: worried college. about his health, and you know he's limited. I think Gallinari's worth twenty million now, but it's very short term. I Would think you pay twenty
1: million for Jeremy Grant if you're paying twenty no, million? For- I no, mean,
0: but is what I'm talking about. Because Jeremy Grant in a crowded class is not getting a lot of attention, but he might be one of the top ten free agents this year. So he could get close to fifteen.
1: So you're you're going to say your your thought process here is free agency market is going to move relatively quick, but it's not going to be like anything earth shattering. But you think the trade market? You think oh, Depot is going to be traded? You do or do not think Drew Holiday is going to be traded? <sighs>
0: Right. See, I like that plus two hundred because I think it's close to fifty fifty. And like if you're New Orleans, you really want to take like a step back right now? I mean, I, I know they're young, but how, how long is Diane gonna be healthy? You're paying Brandon Ingram a Mac, so you're not gonna have a ton of room in the future. Um, I think the time is now or close to now. And I like that I like Drew Holiday's personality, I like his versatility. I don't really I mean, what are you getting back that's going to make your team better?
1: Yeah, I don't know because they have picks; they should have some cap space relatively soon. Obviously, they're going to use it on. I mean, the issue is, they need the cap space that they're going to use if they're going to extend Lonzo Ball, right? Yeah, like,
0: and then that might be the logic is like, let's just clear room for Lonzo Ball. You know, in terms of the court too.
1: Yeah, and I don't, I don't know that they necessarily think that way. Uh, a couple other things like.
0: Do you well, can think, I give you like, like give your quick predictions on the big storylines if we have time? Because free agency might just be so frantic, but well, we're gonna have to like squeeze a lot in. But let's just say big name on the block if it's Fred Van Vliet, it's Fred Van Vliet. Like, where do you think he goes and how much money do you think he gets?
1: I think he stays in Toronto and I think I think he gets like four. I think he gets like four 65, like four for 70 or something. I think he goes, I think he slots in right under 20 million a year.
0: I see. I was gonna say. I think. I agree. I think I'll stay. I I was gonna say four for eighty.
1: I mean, that's reasonable. Honestly, he's good, really good player. Like that's super reasonable. Do you think? Because I I think there'll be two maxes. Obviously, we know AD is going to get a super max, and I'm assuming somebody will offer Brandon Ingram a max deal, and then New Orleans will match that. I think that's it, though. I don't think we'll see any other max deals. The one, the other, Giannis will sign a super max in the offseason. Yeah,
0: the most interesting, maybe, in terms of combustible situations. You mentioned Sacramento because Bogdanovich is a good player, averaged 15 points a game. He might get 15 to 20 million and, you know, who knows? And then you mentioned like, for whatever reason, they don't seem to like him and Buddy at the same time. Yeah, I don't know and, why. You
1: should be able to play them together. Uh, like, it doesn't make sense.
0: Like they put Bogdanovich off the bench. Now they put Buddy off the bench, it's just not a sustainable situation to do that and pay them each 20 million a year. So I think if Buddy Healed goes on the market, that's a potential needle. Yeah. I if, like, like, Buddy. if Philly I gets like him Heald. or something,
1: I like buddy. Heald. Yeah. Anybody,
0: like, they- New, or- New
1: Orleans gets him. Like if you traded drew for buddy healed and something like that's a big deal for both teams. Like buddy is very good. I-, I don't know that he's, cause there's always somebody that's like totally under the radar. Right. And we saw a report on Brooklyn. The, I can't remember who reported this, but like, some West coast teams are are trying to trade for Spencer Dinwiddie. And like, that's a guy that makes sense.
0: He's on a very, yeah, he's been rumored a lot too. He's
1: on like a super reasonable contract. He definitely has a role. He's okay. Being a six man, he's okay. Starting like that's a guy that could move and and could move the needle. Like, and and I wonder if I, I just wonder if teams are going to be like, look, we don't know what we're going to do with cap space. Like it's, it's much easier for us to try to improve via trade. And I, and I don't, I, you know, I don't really know the answer, right. I would expect of the biggest names, Right. If you told me, like, okay, go on Bovada and say just yes or no, right? There were just yes or no odds, and I just made that up. There there aren't at the moment. But, like, James Harden, there is yes or no odds on if he gets traded. It's like yes plus 650, no, minus 1,400. But if you just pick big names, right, Chris Paul, I'd say I would bet – no, he doesn't get traded. You don't I think just don't, he,
0: well, because you think it's just too hard to move. I
1: think it's really a hard deal to move. James Harden, definitely not. Russell Westbrook, definitely not. Brad Beal, probably not. I would say like 90% Brad Beal doesn't move. I mean, other guys like Victor Oladipo, I think is very much 50-50. I think Drew Holiday's 50-50. I think a guy like what? Buddy is probably a little less than 50-50. I don't, I don't think he's a guy that's like, it's just like a lock. He'll get moved you know, and I, I don't know if there's any other like really big names out there. I would say for the for the 50th time in in the last five years, I would say that CJ McCollum is a name to keep an eye on. Because I just think that Neil Olshay knows that it's pretty likely that he needs to do something right like they just need to. I think Mike Conley and DeMar DeRozan are two like more veteran options that we could see get moved because they've got one year, they're both going to opt into their deals to massive one year salaries. But like, I would expect them to be somewhat of uh, tradable options because teams are like, all right, we'll clear for 2021. We'll know about fans at this point. like, And we'll take a shot at signing a, a big free agent. I think yeah.
0: that's... Well, and I think when you look at like shocking moves, you look at, it either happens two ways. It's like either like the Sharks, like circling the water, like the Clippers, like had this big plan and probably in action or, for five years or whatever.
1: Right, or it's like um, Russell Westbrook getting traded. Like that was stunning. Like we didn't know that was right. coming.
0: But I look at like like the smart teams like Miami or like oh, Golden Gordon. State. You know, they have the Wiggins in the two pick. Maybe that gets them something.
1: Yeah, and Gordon, um, Gordon Hayward, I would say, is another one that is at least worth paying attention to because he's probably not going to opt out because he makes $34 million this year. So I, I could see Boston packaging what, Hayward. What about
0: like Ola Depot for Hayward? Is that just too clean? I don't know it? why.
1: Why would Boston do that?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Unless they think Hayward's just, like, so limited now. And he
1: might be. I mean, we don't know. Like, he was playing well, though. Like, he was – they may not trade Gordon Hayward, but the problem is they may need to because you're going to max Jason Tatum. Your Jalen Brown extension kicks in pretty quickly. You know, Hayward, you don't necessarily need him this year, but it's very possible you could go to him and be like, all right, why don't you opt out, and we'll give you three years $60 million, which is maybe a little bit of an overpay based on what we've seen, but also – it gets your AAV down and it keeps a good player in Boston for a little while to keep this core together. But, like, I think Hayward has a chance to get moved. And, uh-huh. I, and again, I, I think there's also – I think there's some chance. I would say it's low. I think we'll see most I, – I would bet the most money on Bovada that we see Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid play the entire season together. But I do think – that would probably be the biggest domino to me if one of those two guys got moved because it just, they're both. And
0: I don't even think, I don't even think Westbrook's that anymore. Like if Westbrook goes to the Knicks or Miami, even like, I don't think he's a major needle mover
1: anymore. I just don't think he's going to get moved. That's contracts. Hilarious. Like it's great. I I love Russ and I think he's still got plenty in the tank. I think we saw that he's still very good. And again, I'll defend that. I thought he was, I thought the injury really screwed him up in the playoffs, but like, I don't anticipate that the Rockets are trying – they may try, but I just don't see that happening, you know.
0: Well, the other thing –
1: It is really interesting, though. There's just not a lot of young guys that we could just expect to get moved, you know.
0: Right. Well, and I think – and a lot of teams have sort of built-in excuses like, like the Clippers already kind of made their move. Yeah, by firing Doc, I don't think there's much they can do with the roster.
1: They're not going to re-sign Trez, like they're not mm-hmm. going to be able to match. Like I'm sure he'll get three years, thirty million. Like he'll get a full mid level for sure. Like one. And maybe they
0: trade. Maybe they trade the Williams or something. But like not major moves.
1: Could, yeah, because they could do that, and they could sign, Gall- re-sign Gallinari, and then all of a sudden you still have three wings and one guy who's a really good shooter as well. With you know, Gallinari, and you know, maybe you go from there. Like that's a possibility
0: right Uh, yeah so i think my my overarching like point like i think if i had to make predictions the teams that i'm eyeing i think indiana wants to they're a four seed but i think they want to remake their roster i think oklahoma city five seed successful but i think they want to blow it up and then i would eye teams that are just like like either like the sharks are making moves or like the dummies are making moves right like so does sacramento Sacramento? trade for al horford or something i don't know
1: It'll be really interesting. And I know we, we got to wrap it up because we're going to go shorter today, but it'll be very interesting to see what happens in Phoenix because obviously they played really well in the bubble. There's a lot to be excited about with their roster. They do have a bunch of flexibility, they have some good picks, they have a bunch of young guys. Like, I think we could see Phoenix take a real shot here. And I'm not saying that I think it's right or wrong, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I, I do think they, we could they see.
0: feel like They felt like they're one move away from making a major leap
1: right and so is that move that they again is it go, Blake Griffin is that too yeah, risky is it, right is it Blake Griffin is it sign Gallinari is it trade for DeMar DeRozan it's definitely not that but is it trade for Drew Holiday right is it trade or is it for, trade
0: for Eric, Aaron Gordon's kind Eric, of like a not a huge move but it maybe makes sense for them right
1: you know the, the, they're a team that I think you should definitely circle and you know they'll probably implode on their own time because that's just what they do but I, I would say they're a team they're kind of like what Denver was for us to talk about two years ago where it's like is this core good enough? And Denver has shown us their core probably is good enough. I don't know if Phoenix is, is, and I think they're a team. And then I think Memphis is an interesting team to take a look at too, because they have a lot of young guys to be excited about, but they don't have anybody yet. You know, you might think John Moran's a star, Jaron Jackson Jr. is definitely going to be a star, but like, it's hard to just say with a hundred percent certainty that they're going to be as good as we think. And I think they're a team that could also look to bring in a third guy with those two. But.
0: It's, it's, we've been spoiled by major moves. Like last year, you know, Brooklyn brings in huge stars and Anthony Davis goes to the Lakers and the Clippers bring in huge stars, even like Mike Conley would look like that would have been a big move this off season. Mike Conley getting traded. It's not, you know, like that's the level I think we should expect this year. Like as okay. a headliner.
1: All right. So next week we have a special pre-draft show and then we'll dive uh, more into like the nitty gritty of free agency in uh, two weeks. Cause we'll be, we'll be right there that starting that Monday of like the 20th or whatever. So Draft is the 18th. We'll have a draft show out on the 16th, I believe, Zan, if my math is correct. Yeah, it's a
0: major draft show. We're bringing special guests. Major draft
1: show on the 16th and then free agency. We book
0: some major stars. I don't want to spoil it. And then free agency and
1: everything uh, the week after that. But kind of a potpourri episode right now because there's not a whole lot going on. We'll wait till Will Weaver gets hired. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Maybe I can get him on the show. But other than that, uh, Zan underscore Ellison on Twitter and Reddit. Email the show, ZanRGellison at gmail.com. And uh, as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Underdog Sports NBA Show with your hosts, Tyler Laurie and Zandrick Ellison. Tune in next week for more NBA
0: storylines and news. <laughs>